0: Welcome to the Center for the Advancement of Virtual Organizations podcast, Can We Talk? Best Practices for Remote Communication. I'm Melody Rawlings, and today we're joined by Dr. Kathy Ritchie, Assistant Professor in the School of Business here at North Central University. Welcome, Dr. Ritchie, and thank you so much for taking the time to come and chat with us about best practices for virtual communication. Thank you, Dr. Rawlings. I appreciate the invitation very much. So in the last episode, we talked about the importance of maintaining presence in the virtual workplace. And a very important part of presence is, of course, communication. So we know communication is important in any environment, but what came from naturally in the traditional workplace requires more intentional effort in the virtual space. And many leaders have found themselves recently having to refocus on how information is communicated, And also how it is received. So this is a timely discussion, and I'm so glad that you're here to have it with us today. So, Dr. Ritchie, I know that you have over twenty years of experience as a negotiator manager for a large multinational company, and I'm very excited to get your perspective on ways to effectively communicate in the virtual workplace.
1: I think the best way to describe my most recent experience is um, that since two thousand and ten, I've taught online. Um, mostly synchronous and asynchronous for um, remote courses uh, in the undergrad area of and graduate and doctoral level students for management and organization man, um, organizational effectiveness. Uh, more recently um, my my uh, transition, Uh, into teaching started originally by working remotely for, as you said, it was uh, about 20 years, maybe a little more even, um, as a global negotiator and manager for a Fortune 50 multinational corporation uh, in the high-tech industry. So uh, primarily through all my roles in that career, um, I supported teleworker professionals and was their manager for remote teams. And most of that was because we needed uh, subject matter experts. And those subject matter experts were usually uh, came to us through academic credentials as MBAs or um, even more often as attorneys. Um, So I worked originally as a full time teleworker, uh, was originally uh, titled a mobile professional And um, that was an HR uh, term used. And I had a very uh, executed and strongly
0: enforced remote teleworker agreement with the HR organization. So some great experience there. Uh, for sure. So, we know how that many organizations have been utilizing virtual teams for many years now, but because of COVID, organizations have been thrown into a major shift of most, if not all, of their workers to the virtual environment. And organizations have been facing many challenges and challenges having to make that shift so quickly, especially those that didn't have virtual employees before COVID. So, I've read that one of the areas of greatest challenges uh, in that shift is communication. So, of course, communication is always important in any environment, but how is communication in the virtual workplace different than the traditional workplace?
1: Well, I I think from a high-level perspective, the most important thing is to think about the richness of that communication. In other words, adding the breadth of communication by different types of communication, for example, uh, email one on one with the employee and the manager, or one on one with other team colleagues. Um, and then, you know, just reinforcing different ways to communicate, whether it's through uh, virtual Zoom sessions, Skype sessions, that kind of thing, or Microsoft Teams, um, or just reinforcing that communication so that the organiza- organization's culture. Kind of gain strength through that continuous interaction. Um, It's really important to have uh, the the manager, if you will, or the leader of a team to be easily accessible and to frequently communicate their expectations. And they need to be clear expectations. So um, when things like decision making come into play, uh, when there's a hierarchical organization in a physical environment you know it's it's rather obvious uh you know who has the power of those decisions and and so it's even more important to reinforce the collaboration when you're in a virtual environment and and so everyone's knowledge matters, which is really should be the case all the time obviously um but when people are working outside of of traditional office environment, I think it shifts a little bit to measure productivity a little bit more in performance by their experience of their job knowledge, um, knowing that everybody's a leader and everybody has leadership skills to offer. Everyone has innovative thinking and everyone should have that general feeling of culture where there's a willingness to succeed in that team. So overall, communication, I think, takes the form of uh, needing to show a little more assertiveness, being able to reach out for feedback and opinions along the way, and just maybe having to speak up a little bit more than might be the case in a physical environment in a brick-and-mortar office. So um, it's it becomes even more important to, to have that general commitment of having success of the organization uh, where you have a really high quality kind of manager, subordinate, team member, colleague, um, environment, and,
0: and um, philosophy. Yeah, I, I, I love the, the, what you describe as the culture and, and how everyone's opinion matters and, and uh, everyone brings something to the table. And, and yeah, we all want to be a part of a culture that's like that, for sure. And um, so when we think of an effective leader, uh, one of the first things that comes to mind, at least to me, uh, is good interpersonal skills. And I think that that's mentioned quite often uh, first by many people. And those are mostly exhibited through communication. You know, it's easy for us to think of examples of those interpersonal skills in a traditional work setting. But how do those those traits appear in the virtual world. I would love to hear your thoughts on what communication traits that you feel are most important for a virtual leader. I think
1: overall the traits that a manager really needs to exhibit is the commitment to performance goals. And those performance goals need to be tied to an empowered culture in the organization. It needs to be really top-down and include all levels of leadership and those traits need to kind of be flowed down and consistent. They can be different and exhibited different by different people, but there has to be that overall culture that suggests um, accountability and performing to goals for results versus just performing and having eyes and ears on the employee in a physical environment all the time. So that impo- that communication is just a part of that success in the working relationship.
0: Yeah, it is different. Um, I think more intentionality is kind of what I'm hearing you say a little bit. It's just more intentional in the virtual workspace. Um, I've read recently read a number of articles that have mentioned uh, the lack of body language and cues uh, in, that's we don't have in the virtual space and the challenges that creates. And yeah, while we can use our webcam in platforms such as Zoom uh, to see and connect with with uh, our teammates, it's not quite the same as in-person interaction. So would you share your thoughts on what you feel are the greatest communication challenges uh, for leaders or managers of, of virtual teams?
1: Well, Dr. Rawlings, I couldn't agree more. I I think not having that, that uh, other sense of body language, being able to read the people across the table in the room as you would in a traditional work environment um, is something that you just have to accentuate the other forms of communication and and develop those more. I mean, I know personally, I spend a lot more time in my writing skills of emails, in my Organization of just conversations, um, you know, with my employees or with those that I work with. I, I deliberately think about it a lot more. I think there's a general tendency, though, for a long term, there's a major difference between kind of the COVID setting and uh, the immediacy of everyone having to work remotely versus a longer term uh, remote work culture. So I think there'll be a it'll be an interesting shift to watch the next few years to see how many go back to full-time physical environments, how many with social distancing maybe combine some of that depending on the job responsibilities. But the most important thing is to avoid that out-of-sight, out-of-mind mentality. When someone's remote, um uh, you know, one of the the feedback things that I've always heard is there's nothing more self-defeating than to feel as if they're micromanaged. And micromanaging combined with technology has been described as the equivalent of of having uh, being spied on remotely. And no one wants that kind of feeling at all. I think that's probably... The most important thing that's a challenge is to avoid having that image. The other thing to avoid and, and can create some negativity as far as uh, the workplace is uh, to make sure that there isn't a d- decreased opportunity for training and development. You know, it, if there are teams that have some people working in in the office and some people not, those are probably the teams that are the most challenged. Uh, the ones that are 100% physical teams and 100% remote teams can adapt usually a lot e- more easily. Um, but it's really important that the teleworker also does not feel they have to overcompensate. So they don't have to, to work longer hours. They don't have to have longer deliverables just to prove um, their performance. So that. Uh, working independently is kind of an empowered image that ha- has to become real as far as um, you know having the social networking and the workplace uh, relationships that are important to be successful.
0: Yes, you're so right. It is it is evolving, and it's going to be interesting to see how this you know how this looks uh, three months from now, six months from now, a year from now, and beyond. Um, and When we talk about communications, you know, I know for speaking for myself, sometimes I think I've clearly communicated a message, but then later discover it wasn't clear at all. So we need to know if our communicate, if we are communicating in a way that is understood. So what are some ways that you recommend leaders can measure the effectiveness of their communication?
1: Well, I think, you know, some of it's intuitive and some of it's not, um, probably the, the most important intuitive piece is when you feel that you developed a, a high level of trust and a high um, level of integrity between the manager and the employee or with your peers in that sense. So it, when that trust and integrity is is established, then it's the idea that the employee is going to reciprocate. They're going to feel empowered, and they're going to, you know, kind of let go of that image that a manager sometimes has from a physical environment that they're controlling from a distance, and that fear factor that that manager needs to keep that sense of control that they have of all eyes and ears on them when they're in the physical office. And so, if we foster again that sense of inclusion, where the productivities are um, not just associated with the idea of face-to-face, which we can do now through Zoom, obviously, um, but kind of create that philosophy of work that's based more on results. It doesn't matter how long it takes to get to those results. It's just having clear and well-articulated goals to reach those results. And then I think then you could have reinforcement through performance evaluations, which I think should be more frequent than once a year. I think they should be quarterly or even every six months. So there's no surprise elements, but it's also really important for a manager to feel that they have some um, cadence, if you will, in that relationship. And so things like having one-on-one calls in a certain period of time, whether it makes sense once a month, once a week, Everyone needs to be put in the loop as far as having team calls so that um, you can have critical thinking about problem solving, and then just being able to reach out and get feedback whenever you need it. I mean, I know today, for example, I had to reach out unexpectedly and ask for feedback. And so I I think knowing that you can go to your management and ask for feedback is, is a way to say... I think I'm a pretty effective leader then,
0: no doubt feedback is so important um, and that kind of brings me to my to this next question I have, and that is uh, when we think of effective leaders, we often think of uh inspirational leaders uh that who inspire to you know through their communication so uh, and i I'm sure that we can all think of an example of a leader. That Whom we feel inspires others through communication, so could you share with us how virtual leaders might inspire their team through through communication? Of course, sure, I think there's a
1: a, a number of different levels uh, at a higher level it's that combination again of trust and that good uh, communication inspires success for the team, inspires success for the individual, and I think overall. That leads us into the culture that telework is a rewarding experience. And I like to think about telework as an important way of being effective in a long-term basis. So that that is the way to kind of set the tone for empowerment. But I also think there's at, at kind of a more tactical level, there's ways to inspire people through communication, which I think can get really creative when it comes to relationship building. And that can be, um, you know, through the team, it can be individual. I know it's, uh, here's some of the ideas of things that that I've done in the past. Um, I've had like virtual lunches. I've had virtual holiday celebrations um, where you get and you're trying to build that sense of belonging. Um, I've had other kind of fun type of activities where people... Uh, chose to donate their clothing. And then they sent pictures of the bags of their clothing and they gave uh, gift cards, uh, for example. Um, I've also done things like coffee talks, where I would send a $5 gift card for anybody that would actually attend. Um, If someone inspired us by making suggestions, um, then I would send them and even more uh, $20 gift card or more if we implemented it within the team. So it's that idea that those rewards um, are really common for team building, for pizza parties and all those kind of things in an office. But I think sometimes we overlook in a virtual environment, that sense of belongingness and it, you know, contributes to effectiveness. Um, One of the things I did as well is, um, uh, I, I purchased a digital camera and this is before we had zoom and before we had any virtual organizations. And I used to have everybody take pictures of what they were willing to share of their personal life and they mailed it to each other. They shipped it. And so then by the time it came back to me, I had all the members that I could upload those pictures online and everybody could share their personal stories. Sometimes. Um, I actually had team calls where no one could talk work. I mean, it was just off limits. So they would have to talk about their families, their hobbies, uh, their interests. And if they weren't willing to do that, they could just attend. But it was that idea of having a virtual team and trying to be more effective with a sense of belonging through that overreaching communication.
0: Those are just great ideas uh, for, and our audience. I'm sure we'll, we'll, that will really stir some thought. And uh, what a great way to help people feel like they belong. And that's so important uh, in, the, in the virtual world. So, Dr. Ritchie, thanks so much for all the great information you've shared with us. Are there any additional pieces of advice, more bits of wisdom you could leave with us today about effective communication strategies for virtual leaders?
1: Well, I think just to, to kind of summarize, the biggest thing to create a culture of open communication is to make sure that schedules are clearly communicated, that work goals are clearly communicated, and that overall the team feels that they're working well together. Um, I think there's lots of technology available and always open to new upgrades and new connectivity. And overall, I thought that that is going to hopefully increase our comfort with technology and the strategy to put into
0: practice. Thank you. Thank you for joining us in support of the Center for the Advancement of Virtual Organizations. Thank you, Dr. Ritchie, so much. Uh, we truly appreciate your insights and the great practices you shared. I'm sure they will be very helpful to our listeners.